One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Matchball Podcast for the Fulham away game from Oslo the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan with me Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White Daniel Chapman. Hello there. Thanks as always to Levi Solicitors for their support here on the podcast. You can get 10% off your legal fees if you mention us a lot when you inquire. You can find all the details at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Into it then. Let me throw some words at you then, boys, and see what you think about these. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. I thought you were going to be referencing Fulham's commentators and be like, it's a fab and ball. That's got to be off. So he's gone down like a sack of spuds. Where's the referee? In that back pass. Time wasting there. Can't believe he's gone down with that soft. That's an assault on Mitro, et cetera, et cetera. How do you call him? Cleeks. Is that his name? And what's their goalkeeper? Cassio. Out the watch. He did, have, he did have at least two or three different ways of saying Casilo. Yeah. Casio. Casio was my favourite. I have to say, because I didn't see most of this because I had what you might term viewing problems. Children. No, viewing problems. Stream. No, no, viewing problems. Viewing yeah, problems. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Couldn't see it all. Okay. So struggled yeah. with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, my stream was perfect, including the audio. It seemed like the uh, viewing problems seems to be affecting the uh, the Fulham commentators as well, so they could only see out of one eye, and that eye was only watching what the referee was doing. Are we, um, doing. Are we blaming them for the defeat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it would have been a bad game to watch, probably, and a defeat to suffer with normal commentary. But with them two, it was fucking unbearable. I don't know if we've been spoiled since Bielsa's come in, where we talk about, you know, what role is Dallas playing and, you know, his, his fluid movement in a lopsided 4-1-4-1. But I just... There was there was no mention of the foot. They went minutes, like ten minutes, without mentioning who was kicking the ball to who, and just saying, "Hey, ball, hey, ball." I think that's good. That's a foul throw. It's good now. He's time wasting there in the back. It was, it was a naughty one there. That's a naughty one. It he was, said two of the. He said were a naughty one. One was Klitsch, where he, he didn't actually put a challenge in. He yeah. just tried to block someone and they kicked the ball clear. That's a naughty one. And then I think it was... It was Bamford pulling the, the guy down by the beard, but they didn't even notice that because they thought he'd kicked his ankles, yeah, which he hadn't. I kicked the back of his knee off. And it's like, if you, if you look... his leg. If you lift your eyes up, he's dragging somebody down by the beard. Um, but they, they just completely passed that one by. Do you know, the more this happens, like the more we kind of get embedded with like I follow and the club commentaries and all that sort of thing, the more you realise it's a lot more like Sky Sports fan zone do you remember that yeah famously the 3-2 at Arsenal which Bob Tappin went absolutely bananas well, at least you had two of them yeah 
And they, and this, uh, they actually started getting, I have maximum respect for the person whose tweet was read out calling them a couple of dust for brains idiots. Um, but they made, did you hear the speech at half time? Yes. And it, it went on for about five minutes like Martin Luther King. So if, uh, you know, you don't have to listen to this. This is for Fulham fans and we are going to be ones, we try to be as fair as we can. We talk about what is on the game, but uh, don't be uh, tweeting out. And it was even at the end where they said to one of the players, he said he's had a lot of grief today. He's not the only one who is received a lot of grief today obviously looking through uh, I noticed uh, not only did the commentator get linked on Twitter but when you look at the profile it says his DMs are open Jamie D. Reid yes I'm not encouraging anybody at Jamie D. Reid I'm sure by the time this goes out he will be uh, he will be private I'm sure by about well it's not just that but his, his direct messages were open for anybody to send him anything was he definitely the most annoying one I mean, I couldn't tell them apart. I didn't know which one was actually the lead commentator. No, they were, like you say, no one was actually discussing the game. Were they? No. They, were just, they were just both taking it in turns to moan about the ref. But one was definitely more annoying. The one, Bobby Deck of Dover Reed. Sorry, was, what was that? Bobby Deck of Dover Reed. I don't understand. What Bobby Deck of Dover Reed, your player for Fulham. What does that mean? He's <laughs> one of their players. It just really irritated me the way he said it. Bobby Reed, that was. Deck of Dover Reed. Out of Jesus He's and Mary. Double barrel now. Nah. It was. Um, I really enjoyed the one where they. Oh, spent, Ian Thomas Moore. They spent ages going through how uh, it was. <laughs> I've no idea what's going on here. Bobby Deckard over weed. Was it Mitrovic went through the back of Bamford and whacked his head with the shoulder? And every replay, it was obviously more and more clear why Bamford had gone down. It was Ailing, like, wasn't it? I think. Yes, it, it was. It well, it was more and more clear why Ailing had gone down. It was like, oh, that hurt a bit, and didn't. Make a massive deal of it, just went down. I was like, fuck yeah. it, no, he's smacking on the right. He's done absolutely He's won the ball there. If you if you can't stand up to that, you can't. You shan't be on a football well, field. In that case, Ben White won the ball for that penalty, didn't he? Well, I mean, what's interesting about that is uh, so Andrea Ratrizzani has had no problems retweeting the video of that um, with with a couple of hand claps and say Merry Christmas. And then Liam Cooper has just um, he's found a tweet from Adam Pope saying that. Uh, uh, one momentary lapse um, gifts a penalty to Fulham after Hernandez, Hernandez went off early early on. And Liam Cooper, the captain of Leeds, has uh, quote tweeted that saying, um, have a lot of respect for you, Adam, but that isn't a lapse, mate. It's never a penalty. Which I, th- I don't think the, the issue there is necessarily Liam Cooper talking to uh, whether his, his respects are otherwise for Adam Pope. It's more that um, the players are just absolutely happy coming out on Twitter and just saying that is not a penalty and I agree with them yeah he he puts his hands on him ever so slightly in the way that a defender does literally every time a ball is in the box there will be that level of contact and yeah. it, there's nothing like a shove on it nothing no. his, his arms are outstretched in that way that defenders do to sort of create a bit of space around themselves. Piss week. Piss week. It's just not a penalty. There's stuff like that. I bet on every single corner that went into the box there was more contact than that being going on between people. Well, there was a bit they they focused the camera on Bamford and Mawson where Mawson was... Uh, I mean, we're getting a little bit full on commentator issue if we're going to be this precise now, but they were shoving each other and Mawson shoved him in the neck and it was pretty much what they wanted uh, Helder Costa sending off for, never mind Luke Ayling pushing... Tom Kearney into the uh, that attempted murder. Which how did how did they both get a yellow card? Well, because Tom Kearney deliberately tried to stop Luke Ayling from getting to the ball, and Luke Ayling pushed him over. So they're both being dicks. They both got yellow. He cards. knows what he's doing. He could. There could have been, been, been consequences. There could have been a bus going past. It could have knocked his bleeding head off. Serious consequences. He could have been crashed. And he knocked Tom Kearney almost <laughs> into Marcelo Bielsa's lap. So the most serious consequence there would probably have been a cuddle. 
I would love somebody to shove me into Marcelo Bielsa's lap. I imagine yeah. it would be the best hug of Christmas. Would, would you want to go face first? <laughs> no? Come on. Right, let's reset then and go back to the start of the game. Uh, now we've got all that ranting out of the way. Mm. And did that start to get away from us very early with Hernandez going off? And I mean, it was, it was one good, it was a good pass. Thank you, Pablo. I think he gets an eight out of ten for that, doesn't he? <laughs> he was. He looked very promising in that in the opening forty seconds. Yeah, I mean that's the, people have been saying this year that Pablo's gone off the boil a bit, and then there were some stats this week showing how he is by far the best player in the league still. Mm. So yeah, having him go off within a minute doesn't really help, does it? And then the referee giving them a goal start within what? What minute was their penalty on? Seven, wasn't it? Seven minutes. So it was almost a bit of a Millwall situation where they've been gifted a penalty and we've had our best player yeah. withdrawn off the. Not obviously we got to replace him this time, whereas rather than having just taken off the pitch, but it's also like, our best player withdrawn. Well, you know, you know what I mean, though. It's like you, be, <laughs> I mean, you, him, you almost feel like you're down to ten men when Hernandez goes off and then they yeah. get a goal. It's like oh, this isn't fair. And it wasn't fair that Casilla uh, didn't get the save off that either because it was a, he got a good strong hand on it as well and got down well, and uh, and it still went bastard in. So, what happened from there then? Because I, over over the course of the game, on balance, you'd say we gave him a decent match. Really, we deserved at least a point from it. I mean, they the first half we had a couple of half chances, didn't we? There was the Klitsch one where he mm. went into the post. I think he hit the post, hit the post with it. Yeah. Then there was Harrison and Dallas. Both had half chances. Costa had that one in the opening minute. So there were there were half chances. There was nothing brilliant. The Klitsch one was probably the best. Whereas their first half chance was a gifted penalty, and that was literally it. And their yeah. second half chance was. Their goal, and that was it. I think there was the shot from the edge of the box where we failed to yeah, close we down. Gave Cavallero, Cavallero, didn't we? But other than that, save. Like, they didn't really create anything. No, and they are—they're um, one of the best creative teams with the best striker in the division. And Mitrovic, although it was a—I wouldn't say Ben White or Liam Cooper got the better of him because he was dangerous all game, but he didn't score, so that was job done apart from the penalty. Um, and then it should have been t- should have been tighter on that penalty. <laughs> And if you look, uh, Sofa score, I think we've mentioned before there, app does this really nice thing where you can see the flow of attacks through the game. And it is pretty much mostly just us going forward. And then there's one, which will be the penalty, uh, one big spike for Fulham in the first half, two little spells where they, they don't, they're not really getting very dangerous, but uh, they have the most of the play and then two big spikes in the second half and the rest of the time it was it's basically us doing all the attacking um, we but, weren't attacking very well I no to. I mean we were yeah I will I will say that we were not at our best and we didn't create as many chances as we normally do but we did create more chances than them and one of their goals shouldn't have counted so I want at least a point from this yeah the other one was our typical kind of um, I don't think teams should be allowed to score against us from corners they should just not let them have corners. If the ball, if we kick the ball out on that side, we should just have it as a goal kick. It was a bit unlucky as well, the, the goal, because I think Ben White could possibly have blocked it, but he'd been challenging Mitrovic and he was he sort of tangled up in, in Mitro for a, for a brief period. Yeah. And so he, he just couldn't get out to, to block the, the player coming in. So It wasn't our most disgraceful. It's not like one of those where we've let somebody just have a free header from wherever. It's we've done a a good block on the really dangerous player and then not being able to get to the... Because you never know where the ball's going to... If somebody, if the striker overhead kicks it and a defender blocks it, you do not know where that ball is going to go. Mm. So it's gone to their player and nobody can close him down in, in time. If we want the uh, 
If we want the XG, it's 1.5 to Fulham, 1.61 towards. And you've got to bear in mind a big one of those uh, for Fulham was the penalty. Um, we're the ones who actually had the the open play chances that, that were good enough to win the game. Mm. Did we deserve to win that game? Do you think Bielsa said we did enough to win it, which is different from saying we deserved it, but we did enough to win it? Yeah, I think we did. Like I say, a draw you'd probably struggle to argue against. Like, fair enough, they've created a chance. We've created two or three half chances. It would, a draw would have been absolutely a fair result, I think. And I was praying that Luke Ayling would score a winner. <laughs> that would have been glorious, wouldn't it? Yeah, this wasn't like the Cardiff game. There was a strange uh, hangover from Cardiff in a way, going a goal down and, and a Pablo down so early in the match because you, if you put it into a block of time, it's from basically the, the 60th minute against Cardiff through to, you know, 35 minutes, the first five minutes against Fulham, where you just look at it and go, this, is, this has all been terrible. Four goals conceded in a row. And when did we last concede four goals on a on a trot? But then it's not like um, throwing away that lead to Cardiff because Fulham are a lot better than Cardiff. And this was a, this was a football match. It was... It was end-to-end for a lot of it. I think we did more of the attacking, made better chances, but we kept their their strong players quiet. When I looked through uh, their team before the match, and I think we said this in the preview, that, and I've seen a few people saying afterwards that uh, someone on Twitter suggested this is a tactical win to keep Scott Parker in the job. Yeah, yeah. Because he should be getting more. It would be a tactical defeat for us, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Tom Kearney, uh, Mitrovic, Cavallero. There's nothing wrong with Bobby Reid. Mawson's a good defender. Cyrus Christie. Then I realised that they had Sessignon on the bench. They've got uh, Anthony Knockout was on the bench, so they've got a really good bunch of players. Um, and they're not great. And they're not. But they the you know you you take that risk. They're not. They were never going to be pushovers. This was always when we looked at this run of fixtures. It was get everything we can out of the eight games leading up to this which we pretty much did by two points because when we get into Fulham, it will suddenly be right now. No, it's we're, we're playing serious teams. And yeah, and to to come away with Stuart Dallas has just, um, I'm looking at Twitter, Dallas has now said uh, never a penalty um, and uh, disappointed with the drop points. We just can't accept that. Um, and, uh, and and Adam Pope is now, he's not, I don't think he's responded to Liam Cooper yet, but he has said, Stuart Dallas, like most of us watching, says it was not a penalty. So he's uh, he's making sure he's just setting his marker down for when him and uh, Cooper are having out in the car park in a, in a West London pub later. Shirts off. <laughs> I would pay good money to see that. <laughs> Berardi on the side, just like <laughs> um, covered in oil for no, <laughs> no apparent reason. And I mean, Vaseline, not engine oil. Yeah. Um, I mean, either, yeah. either would work. So we were we were getting into uh, this is where it was going to get tougher, and yeah, a penalty and a set piece, uh, a penalty that shouldn't have been, and then our our regular Achilles heel not displaying itself as painfully as it normally does. So yeah, one nil to Leeds. We we go marching on. Uh, that's twelve games unbeaten now, and uh, I believe that once uh, once this report goes to the EFL and the league table is updated to reflect reflect the true morality of the scoreline, the, the table will look a lot healthier. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But it's fine, isn't it? It's all fine. We're fine. Are we fine? It's sort of fine. It's annoying that Fulham have gained points on us today because they're probably the, our biggest threat. If we'd have if we'd have had a game like this against I don't know Stoke, it wouldn't have felt that bad. No, but if we'd have done it against Stoke, you'd be thinking, "Shit, why are we not beating Stoke?" But it's Fulham and they're quite good, so I, I don't mind in a way that it's Fulham because they will drop points because they're, they're not great. They have got a disconcertingly easy run of games though. Fulham. I'm just looking at the fixtures. They play Luton, Stoke, Reading, Hull. Borough, Charlton, Huddersfield, Blackburn, Millwall, Barnsley. Yeah, but the difference Derby. is they won't, they won't, they're, in, they they're won't. into they're into they're into the end of Feb before they play anyone decent. They won't win all those games. No, no they won't. But they've got they could. They're the kind of no. I mean, we we had that similar run of games. You could look at our run of eight, seven wins, and the draw, and say Leeds have got a load of easy games coming up, and we did, and we won them all. Whereas Fulham are the kind of idiots that go and they lose 2 0 to Stoke. And it was 3 2 against Fulham for them. They lost 3 0 to Hull. What the hell are they losing 3 0 to, to Hull for? That's not good enough. Um, lost 2 1 to Bristol, that, that run of three where they lost to Bristol, Preston, and Brentford before playing us. They don't have the, the consistency um, to go and do what, what we've done. They'll probably get a lot of good results out of that run. But. Um, but we're better than most of the other teams in this division as well. So I don't see any reason why we can't maintain it. six points clear now, I think. We've um, we've not really spoken about our goal yet. So should, we should probably address that. And, and the wider issue of Bamford and, and Ketia together. And Ketia's farewell. Mm, if we are to believe the rumour. But, you know, let's not get bogged down in that. It's pointless, isn't it? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, apparently Angus Kinnear's given somebody a... Uh, when you read into it, it sounds like somebody said, is, is Eddie going in January? And he's kind of given a, uh, like a, a suggestive nod. And then somebody's asking about Rian Brewster, he's given another kind of suggestive nod, um, which... But things can change and uh, half a game of football and uh, a fruity assist might just be enough for Mikel Arteta to, to want him to stay. I think he should stay, personally. <laughs> Although I, I do feel a bit like his heart's maybe not been in it since the Huddersfield game. He's not. I don't think he's been putting in quite as much work as he maybe should have done. 
I don't know if that's just me thinking this or whether I'm imagining it because I'm imagining he's annoyed and therefore imagining he's not running or trying as hard as he should This is be. like one of those arguments you have with your wife, isn't it, when you're not quite <laughs> sure what you've done wrong, but you've definitely done something wrong. I've just decided he's maybe not as bothered and he's maybe going, and so I'm trying to see that in his performances, even though I actually still quite like a lot of the stuff he does. It was very sweet, him and Bamford, after the goal. They did run together and like we're going to each other going oh, Pamford was like thanks mate and Enketia saying yeah that's fine <laughs> I mean it wasn't really an assist was it it was a shot but I mean the, to say what dickheads the Fulham commentators were as well they were blaming their keeper for this goal and it was quite a good save wasn't it and they were like ah oh, he's, he's palmed it right into his path I mean the, the point is as well you, you encourage strikers to shoot across goal for this reason because it's, yeah. it's harder to save and the keeper is likely to spill it in the path of someone yeah. it, was, it was quite a good save yeah. it does, the, but again this is kind of a, it does happen and this is the same as it It does happen like you do lose games in this division and it's fine it's we'll, not good enough we'll come back to Enketia you've reminded me of my favourite bit of uh, the Fulham commentary I think where um, Alioski went and tapped a, well, the player that had a coming together and he went and tapped him on the back of the head and he was like no no I, I get you ran past me you hit me on the back of the head it's cool and one was like I think that was that a, nasty, was that a nasty pound head because sometimes you, they, they can scratch him on the back of the head when they're doing that can't they and it's like I mean yeah like sometimes he can he, he might have a like a pen that converts into a gun or something and shoot him in the face so, but no nah, I think I think that one might have been alright I think that, that he's alright he's, he's alright like, do, do they, they see fucking danger everywhere <laughs> Like somebody takes them around, it's like, oh, we've got some new kittens. Do you want to come and see them? It's like, oh, they have claws, eyes, they have teeth. Think they're going to grow out and be leopards. Ailing's <laughs> got a blade in his sock. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, they used to, they've done that in South American football. I think Bielsa sends them out there, Danny, with the blades in their socks. And there is one of my favourite stories about South. I think it's Argentinian football where a, a referee was bought off. I'm sure I've said this on a podcast before. He's bought off. Uh, by the the mafia, whoever was running running the game, uh, just as the match was about to kick off, put two sackfuls of kittens um, at his feet before the game was about to kick oh, off. Oh, we've just, done this on the podcast before, yeah, haven't just we? Just yeah. screaming kittens at the, the bottom of his feet. So the police are like, oh... They, they, uh, backroom staff. That was the other one. Well, oh, their backroom staff is standing on the pitch, giving instructions. And he's probably that, that bag, they reckon he's got balls and boots in it. Now, nah, fella kittens, I've read about that on, uh, on the Argentinian football websites. And about a minute after they were complaining about, um, <laughs> about our coaching staff being on the pitch. Oh, Scotty Park is oh, giving yeah. me... Oh, that's lovely, ain't Listen, it? Striding onto the pitch to give him a hug and a kiss for winning a free kick. <laughs> it's good to see him on the pitch, isn't it? What a great bloke. <laughs> Fucking dickheads. But yeah, Enketia uh, did the right thing. It was a brilliant ball by Alioski. Maybe he can play the Pablo Hernandez thing for as long as uh, Hernandez is injured. Just play him in the hole and let him do what he wants. Um, so that was a good ball. And then you could almost see... Uh, and Ketia go, finally, I've been here for months. This is the pass I needed. Came alive, got onto it, and then it's um, sort of a little bit of percentages, isn't it? Whether it's a shot or a cross, he's just gone, right, I kick it over there really hard, and then something happens. And Bamford, to his credit as well, has gone, if he kicks that ball really hard in that direction, it might come over here, and I can just put it in an empty net. Imagine that two strikers. Think about that, eh? What a world. 
What a world. I mean, it's probably a bit pointless asking for heroes and villains out of this game because the villains are very, very self-evident from, well, 90% of everything we've spoken about so far. We've not named Tim Robinson yet. We've just talked about the ref, but that's what his name was. Right. As I believe. You're you throwing this to the uh, the championship manager podcast, Mike Daniels, <laughs> alter ego. Yeah. So, Tim Robinson, the guy who runs Lassiter's dad, wasn't he? Jim Dale is he? Um, is he any distant relation? Jim Robinson. Oh, Jim. Is he any distant relation of Keith Stroud? I mean, there were certain behaviours that you would you would link. He loved a chat, didn't he? He loved a debate out there. He was one of those kind of I'm the star of this show refs, wasn't he? Yeah, I think the Fulham players got white. Although our players did at one point as well. They they managed to surround him for a while when Mitrovic uh, went down. I think um, was that after he'd been um, stabbed repeatedly in the face. Or yeah, whatever it was that the Fulham commentator. I think said. Liam Cooper had um, attacked him with some dentist pliers and <laughs> removed some molars. And uh, yeah, our players were around him. But yeah, he seemed like the one who, who if you drew him into a debate, he would start going like. Like quoting scripture back at you, saying, <laughs> "What is the theological basis for your arguments as to why this should not be a free kick?" Well, actually, case law says there was an interesting uh, refereeing decision in 1921 that uh, before the offside rule was changed. Of course, and I think uh, uh, I'm I'm referencing here. If you find, I'll just uh, check in the back of my notebook. I do have it here, and then when I start coming on with the game, yeah, I didn't enjoy the referee. Certainly not for the penalty, um, and certainly not for all all that stuff and uh and for giving um giving those wankers on the on the commentary something to talk about as well annoying all just annoying like today's not a disaster it's just it would have been better if we'd won oh and uh, adam pope has now replied to liam cooper i've seen it back and and he's done an ampersand instead of bothering to type out a and d i'm not sure about this respect whether this respect is mutual i like I've, an i like an ampersand uh, I suppose you do have to go onto the other keyboard, don't you? Or unless you, you're going to hold down the seven to... I think you're reading to too much up. into this. Uh, I've seen it back and yeah, it never was, Liam. Full stop at the end though. There's that little thing of if you're texting somebody and you put a full stop where it's, that's a bit a bit deadpan. What would you have gone for, a kiss? Uh, a little emoji, yeah, a little... Uh, maybe a cry face emoji. <laughs> yeah, and Liam Cooper saying, fair play, suppose all we can do is move on. Thumbs up. So it seems like all is fair in love and war, right? Eh? Everyone's happy now. Barati's putting the Vaseline back in the uh, the physio's pouch or bag or whatever he keeps his Vaseline in. I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on from him lubing himself up. It's, it's not necessary. Uh, any heroes we can pick out of today because it feels like a bit of a fallow day? Uh, Alan Clark, he was on the pitch at halftime and when asked by the Fulham bloke about what it was like to play for Fulham, how good was it and stuff, Alan Clark basically just thanked Fulham for allowing him to play for Leeds. <laughs> like, yep I had some great times here some very good players they laid on some goals which allowed me to get the fuck out of here and sign for a really good club and for that I'm ever grateful yes well done Alan Clark but Luke Ayling is a hero as well just because for being Luke bit Lukey yeah I mean we know what he's like he is a dick let's be honest <laughs> if he was, you'd hate him but it was it was great to hear him upsetting the, 
their commentators. Uh, no main podcast this week because there's a little thing on uh, called Christmas. So Merry Ooh. Merry Christmas to you if you if you are celebrating and you're getting involved in the festivities. Enjoy. Uh, however, because we've got loads of games over the festive period, we'll continue doing the match balls. So uh, little look ahead now to Boxing Day and Preston at home. Yeah, I was going to say the only reason we could really come in and do like a newsy podcast would be Adam Forshaw still injured. Yes. So is Pablo. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Those updates. It does sound like. Um, he did say on Thursday, since we last convened, that uh, Tyler Roberts and Jamie Shackleton will both be back in training next week. So I presume that will be instant injuries for both and then we'll be back to... Uh, it was nice to see Jordan Stevens uh, getting a run out. I'm sure that uh, Robbie Gotts was absolutely <laughs> delighted uh, watching that change. But yeah, Preston, uh, fucking, I don't know what to make of Preston because they're just weird, aren't they? Nil-nil today against Cardiff, which... Um, given that Cardiff's last game was 3-3, it's bizarre. Um, and yeah, their results, they beat uh, Luton and Fulham at their place, 2-1 each. But before that, they lost 2-0 to QPR, only 1-0 to West Brom, which was that ridiculous penalty, wasn't it? But then they got smacked 4-0 by Hull and 1-0 by Derby. I don't know what Preston are all about. What would you mean? They confused me. Like that run of results, like how do you lose 4-0 to Hull? But then you go and beat Fulham 2 1. If they go and beat us, they'll be six points behind us. Are we suggesting that they are unpredictable? Yes. Mm, okay. Uh, like a, it's like when a pigeon you know used to get into your classroom. You ever have that? You ever have a pigeon in your classroom? We used to close, keep the windows closed. No, it, now and again, so it gets warm outside. Might have a window open. Pigeon manages to get in, goes ape shit. Doesn't know what to do, does it? <laughs> Preston, uh, Preston might be that pigeon. Is that am I stretching the analogy? I don't know. I think you're being a bit harsh on on Preston. I mean, they, they seem fairly well organised in the main. They're not. They're not. If if you're looking for pigeon in a classroom type madness, you're into Alioski territory. I would well, say. Then what happened at Hull? They are vermin, though. And they have uh, Preston or both. Okay. They have uh, my the favourite my favourite name in the uh, in the championship. I don't care how many times I hear it pronounced properly. He is always going to be Barkhausen to me. WhoScored.com, because if we're going to do a preview, we need to do it properly, <laughs> says that uh, their style of play, they play with width, um, controlling the game in the opposition's half and attacking down the right with long balls and they rotate their first 11. Their strengths are shooting from direct free kicks. doesn't say scoring, but shooting from them. Uh, but they are good at finishing scoring chances. Worryingly, they're good at attacking set pieces and aerial duels. Their weaknesses, though, are defending set pieces and defending against through-ball attacks. So Pablo with his three... Oh. I mean, they were decent at theirs, uh, but we were better than them, I think, on balance, just about. I think that's the thing. They they keep being all right and being up near the top, but they're not good enough to be there. Well, this is the thing about form, isn't it? This division where a run of form can get you out of it and why I don't think we need to panic because we've had a really good run of form. All right, bit of a blip this week and Cardiff was a bit daft. But really, if we beat these lot, it's fine, isn't it? And then Birmingham, perfectly beatable. I mean, if we lose them all, then it's a different story. And you would, but you could, but you'd argue if we lose them all, then you don't deserve to go up if, you, if you're going to start yo-yoing up and down like that. I would certainly say that if we lose all our games, we won't deserve promotion. I agree yeah. with you on that point. Because somebody tweeted earlier on saying, well, this makes Preston a, a must-win now. But to be fair, it always was. So nothing's changed in that regard. It's just that we need to uh, make sure we, we nip this in the bud and just get back to what we were doing before. Winning, you mean? Yeah. Just that. I don't even care how we win. <laughs> 
feel like we're already at that last stage of the season where we're trying to just drag out results and we've still got half of it to go. We are exactly halfway through the season, but we're still on for a bloody great points total. What have we got now? 40... Do you care to bring out any stats that no one at Christmas has been well, that's, that's a good X reason. points ahead, etc. It, it is a good reason why we didn't shouldn't win today. If we won today, we would have been top at Christmas. That's mm. another reason why it was good to lose today. West Brom's problem now. 47 points. What's that double? That's 90, 94. So if we can get 94 points over the course of the season, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, it'd be decent. We're, we're good. We are good. Um, and we played well today against and one of the other good teams. Um, we just came up uh, defeated. Cheated. Cheated is maybe a better way of putting I think putting in that... Uh, that that moral correction to uh, to the EFL. There's some there's some merit in that. Please review this match. I think uh, the Fulham commentators might disagree with you, but there you go. Well, at half time, they obviously had been saying how well they played in the first half, and then it, the stats came up on screen quite inconveniently for them, which showed us having all the possession, all the shots, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we've contained him, haven't we? We've done well." It's like, well, <laughs> no, look at the look at the stats. You've you've not played well. We've been the better team here. You're struggling to find a justification for your argument that you somehow deserve to be winning this. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> take the undeserved win and fuck off. Take at Jamie D. Reed, take your win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely we are now above a pylon, an internet pylon for Jamie well, D. Reed, at Jamie D. Reed. He he late. did suggest someone should give Luke Ailing a slap. Mm. So, I mean, he's not against uh, vigilante violence himself. So, you know, if you just say some mean things to him on Twitter, that's it's not that bad, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's not really a slap, is it? No. But we should clarify, please don't go and assault him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to point out how shitty is at his job, that would be fair. Yeah, that seems fine. That seems fine. We've heard it often enough, haven't we, anyway? <laughs> but like I say, but he'll be on, he'll be on private. Before we know it, yeah. Before the day is out, probably before this podcast is out. Listen, let's uh, let's go off and have some mince pies and, uh, and some sherry to calm down. And we will speak to you after Christmas. If you are uh, celebrating Christmas across the next few days, enjoy yourself. And we'll speak to you after Preston, uh, after the Preston home win, Ellen Road on Boxing Day. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks as well to Levi Solicitors for getting behind us on the podcast. Ten percent off your legal fees when you mention the Square Ball when you inquire. Merry Christmas. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 